Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hello. It feels like it's been forever, and I'm glad to be back with uh, Marty Baran here on Sabres Live. I feel like we're still a long ways apart, though, Marty. It's not like we're getting closer as the season is inching towards launching with the Prospects Challenge in the middle of the month. Uh, We got plenty of time for that, Duffer. You enjoy where you are. I'll enjoy where I am. Actually, I thank you for the two Canadian Heritage or Buffalo Sabres Heritage Minutes yesterday that you provided us. They did, were awesome. Did you awesome. put music underneath them? We did not. We just played it as as, as it was with Nats. Natural did you sound, find a, that's it. Did you find a picture of the Queen, at least? No, did not find a picture of the Queen. Oh. Did tell a story of the Queen. We talked about the Queen a little bit. Did not want to go into my success or lack there is against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, so I did not go into that at all. You um, had zero as a member of the Sabres. Exactly why. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't there, want to talk was, about no, it. No, but there was none. It wasn't a well, lack I didn't of success. Play. I, you never they didn't come, <laughs> Yeah, they didn't come in the league until uh, I was with the New York Rangers. My first game in Winnipeg, I won. But then after that, um, I don't think it was great. I remember a Dustin Bufflin goal, two-on-one over my right shoulder, that uh, prompted uh, John Tortorella to yell at me in front of the whole team the next day on a video session that I had to make a save. Make a save! And then the, the old man yelling at Cloud, make a save! I'm trying to! What do you think? I want Bufflin to score? Like, come on. But anyway, uh, so, but I also want to uh, tell everybody who dropped off their kids first day of school for many, many in Western New York today uh, at the bus stop in East Aurora. It was packed with people, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, the kindergartners or the first graders going. Uh, and as it always is in our family, there's always a little bit of a uh, mishaps uh, the first day of school because we're always trying to do pictures and there's dogs and there's cats and there's coffees and there's all of that. Well, my uh, one daughter got in the car and my other daughter put our coffee cup right there and it spilled all down her pants. And then she ended up being late to school because you cannot go to school with no coffee stained pants. So she had to go in and pick a new outfit, which uh, is the first day of school for us. We're so lucky doing what we do. The pants really don't matter. Yeah, they don't. And, and just to be sure people know, if you're watching on MSG, 99% of times I am wearing pants. And I am today. They're shorts, obviously, but they're uh, they're they're pants. They are. And even when we're at the arena, even with all those people that can see what you're wearing, I think Razor helped change the game for us in this regard. You know, he was one of the first to just go sneakers with yes. whatever, you know, with that, whatever suit he but was wearing. He stands wearing. And, in and, between the benches a lot. So you need comfort yeah. in the bottom, you know, of your body. Yeah. So I think we've all taken that and then maybe taken it. Well, I mean, think my goodness of playing in the empty arena during COVID. Well, like, we couldn't wear no pants because it was so cold. We had no. to wear three layers snow of pants. pants is what we yeah, were we had snow pants. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, people like, you should talk to longtime news anchors, like six o'clock news, 10 o'clock news, 11 o'clock news or whatnot. 
Mm-hmm. Like they wear shirts and ties and jackets, the men do anyway. And a lot of time they just wear sweatpants or shorts or whatever mm-hmm. underneath. Like you don't see below the desk. Well, we're diving a little deeper into the Sabres and specifically J.J. Paterka today. Yes. For no good reason other than we can. It's Sabres Live. We can do whatever producer Jeff wants us to do. And that was one of the first names that, uh, you know, he prompted us with today. And I think it's it's a really fun month to do this um, because of the uncertainty among Buffalo's forward ranks with the Jack Quinn absence to start the year, but also with the number of players that are going to be vying for positions on the big club. Our high-ranking draft prospects are likely to be in Rochester at the start of the year, could surprise during training camp, could go back and compete for Canadian Major Junior Player of the Year. Like, there's there's a lot of talent in this system, and I think J.J. is not one that we have talked about extensively, but he's fascinating because... I think when you look at his growth curve mm-hmm. at the levels that he's been at already, just for example, right? You think back to how he showed himself for Germany at the World Juniors when yes. all hockey eyes were on that tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it was a terrible time globally, but it was an opportunity for people to really fixate on that tournament in front of it was no fans, wasn't it? It that was one, no fans. That, that one was no fans. So, you know, he ends up with 12 points in eight games in the, in that world. Junior. Tim Stutzla, of course, was his running yeah. mate and, and he was dynamic. Um, you think back to this most recent world championships. He had another breakout. And again, so these are all moments where he's got enough experience behind him that whatever level he is at, he can figure it out and start to excel. So this year at the world championships, Eight games. Was it eight games? Uh, this year, the World Championships, it was 10 games. He had six goals and 12 points. Mm-hmm. And then, but even on the heels of last year and all the discussions we, like, sorry, the previous season when he was in Rochester, all the talk with Michael Pekka yes. and Seth Appert, right? He went through that whole year. Then what did he do in the playoffs? 12 points in 10 games. So you're seeing a very consistent sample size of what he can do when the stakes get raised, as long as he's got a little bit of experience. So I think based on that rather lengthy setup, there's a lot of directions you can focus on here with JJ and how he does take that next step. So here's the thing with JJ. And when I do these player profile and I dive in the numbers and I look at the, the, the regular numbers, the goals, assists, uh, you know, and power plays and whatnot. And then you dig into more of the numbers, shot percentage, shot from the slots. How do you get your chances? Where is your expected goals and where is your expected to actual goals, actual to expected goals? Like there's a lot of different things here. But I also, with JJ, want to be a little cautious because the last time that JJ played with his peers of the same age was at the World Juniors. And that's a short tournament, right? I mean, it could be, and I'm I'm only saying that because the same age, like, yeah. Even at the AHL level, like if you're 20, like there's 28, 29, 30 year olds there. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm saying like he's a young professional hockey player. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to him playing with the same age group for a full season, not just a tournament where it's two and a half weeks, three weeks. And, you know, you could get hot, you can get cold, you don't know. But the last time that he played with his age group, he was actually 16 years old playing in the 19 new team. You know how many goals he scored that year in 48 games? 
45. He had 45 goals in 48 games. You know, the biggest thing people are going to say is, well, JJ Paderka is not a goal scorer because so many times this year we're like, man, can't hit the, can't hit a sucker net. Like can't hit the net or hits a goalie in the chest. Like he's not a goal scorer. Well, the last time he played with his age group, a full season, 45 goals in 48 games in Rochester, he still had 28 goals in 70 games as that was a young pro. He all needs in some the second half. All in the second half. You're absolutely right. He like, had like three goals at Christmas. He needs time. And being at the NHL level is going to be even more magnified for a player like JJ that can score and should score more than 12 goals, which he had last year, but he needs time. So then you start digging in some of the numbers and, you know, I've got some positive ones. I've got some negative ones. We just got to kind of put it all in the blender and see where it goes. I love this discussion. I didn't think, I mean, we love all the player profiles and things like that. And we're, we're going to spread them out here over the course of this month. I mean, before you know it, Marty, we're less than three weeks from an actual NHL preseason game, you know, yes. like that's crazy, but we actually have prospects challenge in nine days from now as part of fan fest. And again, there's so much to get into organizationally, as far as the hype for the season, the theme nights, both in Buffalo and Rochester that we'll dive into. Oh, and we have a little side battle going on today, right? Ooh, what is it? Amherst single game tickets are on oh, yes. sale. Yes. Pre-sale right now. They go fully on sale tomorrow. But if you use the pre-sale right now, you can use the promo code Duffer. Oh. Or you could opt for some random Amherst Hall of Famer Marty B. So okay. I'm really curious. I can't wait to get the analytics from the pre-sale here and see which promo code was used more. This yes, is the ultimate this or that right there. Or as Terry Martin likes to say, this and that. Like, Terry, this or that. He goes, no, this and that, this and that. <laughs> I love so that. that's the ultimate this or that. Either you use Duffer or you use Marty B for promo code for the pre-sale for Amherst single game uh, yeah. tickets right now. Yeah. And it, again, that's. I get so excited talking about this, not the pre-sale code, although the code is cool, <laughs> but the idea that the Sabres are starting the regular season on October 12th, the Amherst have the home opener the next night, the Sabres play again the next day. It's like, give me three and three, like, just give me that opportunity to dive yeah. in here with everything that we're talking about right now. And that's why JJ is almost the perfect example to discuss organizationally right now. He's lived it. He's grown through it. He excelled at the AHL level, and now he's had his feet wet. And yet, he's got this unique, different experience ahead of him because in all likelihood, he's going to have a different line mate. Mm -hmm. Well, we know this, obviously. The bulk of his time at 5-on-5 five five last year was spent with Cousins and Quinn. Yes. So when we put out the poll at Sabres Live today on X... Um, you know, we want, <laughs> we want to know, see how I caught that. We, we want to know the range that you expect Paterka to fall into. He put up a dozen goals last year, had 32 points, very decent season, but there can be more. There presumably will be more. So is he going to be in that 16 to 20 range, the 21 to 25 range, the 25 plus? Where do you think he's going to land? So that's out there for you on X to answer. And we'll obviously fill in the content from that stamp, you know, some of the responses here a little bit later on. But I, I, love... I, I answered the question. I answered the question. I don't oh. know if I want to tell everybody yet. Yeah, don't uh, do it yet. 
but uh, you're an I influencer also, after all. I also wanted to know because you have to answer the poll to see the results, right? So I wanted to know where we were at with the results. So that's kind of why I answered the poll. But um, I'm looking at it right now, and more than 50% of Careful. our audience is thinking 21 and over. So uh -huh. that's, uh, you know, a glass half full type of audience we got going on when it comes to JJ Paterka. Okay, so Quinn didn't even get to 20 last year, and yet the team had five 20-goal scorers. Yes. I think it's very logical that in a full season, you would be adding Quinn and Paterka to that to get up to seven, right? There's Dalene? no. What's that? How about Dalene? Well, Dalene he certainly was to... trending, and that's a wild card question that you're going to have every year because it's very, <laughs> very rare that you have defensemen score 20 consistently. Kenny? Sure. Will he do it three times in his career? Probably. I would take that bet. But I can't yes. count on it every single year, right? But the good players, like Paterka as a forward, you need to start counting on it. You need to expect every year we're going to get at least yes. this from him. So I would think that he absolutely falls into that 20-plus category this year based on, again, him figuring it out. But take it a little further for us. Like what, okay, well. What, 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 you know, because you were, you were hinting at there's some good, there's some areas to work on, and I'm assuming that that means some analytics drive you with, into these opinions either way. Absolutely. So the biggest thing to look at, I mean, you can look at just straight how many goals, how many shots on goal, right? When you look at JJ Paterka, uh, you know, he did shoot the puck enough, but you know, where was those shots coming? And we'll talk about it. But more importantly, if you dive in, you know, every shot is given a value. And at the end of the season, you add all these values and you say, how many goals should you have scored? Right. And this year, as we talked a lot about the Buffalo Sabres, they outperformed the expectations a lot when it comes to scoring goals. If the at the end of the night they were supposed to score three goals, well, often they scored four. Often they outscored their expectation. Now, there was six forwards, Duffer, that underperformed their expectations this year. OK, can you name those six forwards? That underperformed? Underperformed the expectations, yes, when it comes to scoring goals. Well, we only have basically four. And it's hard because minutes. some of them maybe weren't here all season. So Yeah. And we but, we only get about 42 minutes full of content. So I don't want to spend it guessing on the six. So why don't you tell me the six? Okay. So one of your favorite one is Rasmus Asplin. Underperformed is goal scoring from where fair. he was shooting. Tyson Jost is another one. Caloposo. Yeah. Jordan Greenway, short sample, but Jordan Greenway. Caliposo outperformed his expectations the year before and mm -hmm. underperformed them this past season. Vinny Henestroza. So Asplin, Jose Oposo, Greenway, Henestroza. You would expect that. Like, they're not goal scorers. They're not going to. But J.J. Paterka is the sixth member on that list. He was actually in the middle of it. So for everybody that says, well, J.J. couldn't, again, hit the side of a barn with a slap shot and couldn't put it in the net. Well, the numbers tell you that he couldn't. You're right. Absolutely right. The eye test, the numbers come together. There was six forwards that underperformed their expectations. JJ Pekurka was one of them. Could that change in a season that can change? Definitely. At least he's getting the opportunities. At least he should have been with those numbers at 19 goals last year. He wouldn't have got to 20. But if he had performed to the expectations, he would have been at 19 goals, not 12. That's, uh, you know, a minus seven. That's a good number. But I, I, I really feel that 
that needs to be factored in with when you think of JJ Paterka and where he's going to be moving forward next year. Could you go above expectations now? Presumably the greatest question in the history of the world as it pertains to all topics is why. So why do you think JJ had those struggles based on everything we know that he's capable of, especially when you think of the rhythm that he and Quinn had in the AHL when it comes to taking advantage of odd man situations. Paterka, you know, maybe for uh, lack of a better term, he just didn't look super confident in the times he got power play looks for me. Yes. Um, I do think he also is an incredibly creative player. And those are things that we have to adjust to watching him play with other guys. Like he, I mean, him and Quinn pulled off some magic, magical passing plays together too. So I think that needs to be factored in as far as the the overall lack of goals that he did produce. But what, what, how would you answer the why with Paterka at this stage of his career as a 21 year old? So the why for me is where he's shooting the puck from mm-hmm. uh, JJ Paterka from the slot when taking shots from the slot. Okay is ninth on the Sabres forwards last year, the amount of shots from the slot. Like you think of every forward that should be playing top nine, you know, Thompson, Skinner, Cousins, Tuck, Quinn, Olofsson, Middlestat, and Oposo all had all add more shots from the slot than J.J. Paterka. If you're J.J. and you're having a hard time to score, what do you need to do? You got to get to the middle. You got to shoot more from the middle. He had only 69 shots from the slot. Last year, less in seventy-seven game. games, mm-hmm. that's less than one per game. You got, you got to be above that, right? I, I, okay, it's gonna be hard. You're comparing to Tage Thompson, but Tage Thompson had hundred and fifty-nine shots from the slot. I okay. mean, that is more than twice the number. What did Alex Tuck have? Alex Tuck had hundred and ten. Okay, I saw an interesting line earlier when we were diving in on Paterka that that had him as far as like individual high danger chances for. And it was very similar to Tuck, which means Tuck probably exceeded expectations as far as cashing in on some of those. But I also see, for good reason, I think, Paterka being able to grow into a confident Tuck-like player and take those opportunities and be more successful with those opportunities from the high danger position. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And maybe that's also a dynamic with the line, right? Because of Tage Thompson, Tuck and Skinner always being in motion and mm-hmm. Thompson not being a, tr- well, not being a true center. I think we can all see he's a true center, but when they got into the offensive zone, everybody was going after pox. Everybody was in the slot. Everybody was on the half wall. I think with Quinn, Paterka and Cousins, you had a little bit more of a defined role when it came to their their positioning in the offensive zone. Quinn is more of a shooter. He's going to be the one in the slot a little bit more. Cousins may be also. And J.J. was more of a net front presence. Here's the other stat that was interesting to me. Is now, if you look at the inner slot shots, right? So you take the slot shots and then you break it down to when they're even closer to the net. J.J. Paterka was eight on the Sabres with 28 inner slot shots, but he had five goals on those 28. So he had eight goals from the slot, but five of them were from the inner slot. So five of his eight um, goals were actually from right around the crease. So could JJ build himself a bigger house in front of the net and say, this is where I'm going to be. And this is where I'm going to have a lot of success because when he backs out, 
he doesn't have the success. If he's 30 feet away, 35 mm -hmm. feet away, he doesn't have as much success as if he's 10 feet away. Now, people are going to say, well, duh. I mean, the closer to the net you get, the better a chance. Yeah, but Tage Thompson can score a lot more from 35, 40 feet out. Jeff so Skinner can can't. And so, so Jeff Skinner has to be closer. Right. And so can most of the game's elite one-time goal scorers, right? They can be above the face-off dot and still find a way because their their shot is, you know, you know it from your the position that you played. Like, uh, you may think you have it, but you don't. And that's why you see guys end up with 600, 700 goals like Ovechkin. Everybody knows where Ovi's shooting from. He doesn't have to be super close to the net, but he still scores. Yeah, well, Tage Thompson last year had 36 goals from the slot. Eight, at 19 of them were from the inner slot. We know Tage Thompson can get around the goalie and really in tight. But mm. that leaves him with 17 goals from outside of the inner slot, from distance, but still in the house. Yeah. J.J. Paterko had only three. Like, there's Tage Thompson who had 17 and J.J. Yeah. Paterko three. Okay, well, maybe Thompson's not a great example. Let's move on to uh, Victor Olofsson. Victor Olofsson at 15 goals from outside of the inner slot. Again, a great shooter can score from out far, but you get sometimes players don't score from there. They got to get in a little tighter. I think JJ, if I read the tea leaves correctly, will never be the guy that's going to beat goalies clean from out far, but mm -hmm. could get in a lot tighter and build himself a nice condo right in front of the goalie and, and find those, uh, those, those quicker inner slot opportunities. Okay, for whatever reason, and we just saw an extensive highlight reel of JJ's season here on MSG, I do see him as a big threat off the rush. And off the rush doesn't always mean that you're going to end up shooting from in tight. You can pick your spot, use your decoy if it's an odd man rush, that kind of thing. Do you agree that you see Paterka as a, as a real rush creator and rush you know, chance guy? Okay, well, I was going to talk about the defensive side maybe later because there's a part of the, the overall game of a player that comes from the defensive side. Mm -hmm. I think J.J. Paterka, when you look at zone entries last year, was sixth on the Sabres in controlled entries. So that leads to me that he can carry puck through the neutral zone. He can carry it into the offensive zone. He has gotten a lot of rush chances. And so that to me is a positive. Somebody that can control the play through the neutral zone, enter the zone, and create a chance. Mm -hmm. So that is a positive for J.J. Paterka. And, you know, getting the speed and the power to back off a defense and to break out of your zone, J.J. has that. So, yes, I do believe that that's, uh, that's fair to say that J.J. will continue to get rush chances because the numbers show that as well. The, the, the highlights we've shown show that, but the numbers show that as well. Who else is on that list of zone entries? Because I'm curious more specifically from how many might be defensemen, because we know that in the future, presumably, hopefully for the next 10 years, it's going to be Darlene and Power that are going to be catalysts in this. But sometimes you also get sneaky good defensemen who yeah. quietly go about it. And, you know, they sometimes don't even pick up secondary assists on the play. So who's in that list of six that Paterka finds himself on? They're all forwards. Uh, okay. Obviously, the ones that you would expect. Tate Thompson, Alex Duck, Dylan Cousins are top three. Casey mm -hmm. Middlestat yes. is fourth. He, does, he doesn't He does get the puck out of his zone with a lot of speed. But once you get it to him in the neutral zone, he knows how to enter the zone by delaying, by changing the approach to speed. And Jeff Skinner, 
uh, is six. So you got Thompson, Tuck, Cousins, Middlestat, Skinner. Then it's Paterka. Then it's Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. Funny enough, you talk about the defense. I mean, you got to go to Owen Power at 13 to get a defenseman mm-hmm. and then Dallin at 14 to get a defenseman in zone well, entry. Yeah, it makes sense, obviously, because they're behind the play. You're, you're, yes. you're, 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 and you're when they get an entry, it's like, wow, look at him up the rush. But the yeah. numbers are not there. They're never going to be there, typically. Yes. But it was more just the way Don Granado's team plays that gets you excited thinking about those players when they do join the rush and take advantage of that space in the zone, what comes from it. But you've just hit on something that is now most important, potentially, to the Paterka discussion that we're having here today. You mentioned the name Casey Middlestat, and things changed at the end of last year because of the Thompson injury. And we're asking you today, what do you think Paterka's goal-scoring upside is this year? What number is he going to land at? Well, the other question that ties in with this is, do you see Paterka married to Cousins for the bulk of the time, regardless of whether Quinn's in the lineup or not? Or is this another player, Middlestat, that Paterka could maybe find a fit with here as both of them continue to evolve in their careers. I think Cousins and Paterka and and whenever Quinn returns and we'll see how that's going to, you know, be and when it's going to be. I, I think I like that unit together and I think they can grow together, not just for short term, a year or two, but long term. Uh, but right now I do like the Casey Middlestat kind of positive nature that we all have because he finished strong and, mm-hmm. you know, there was a really down kind of moment for Middlestat halfway in the season last year. And then it picked up and everybody was like, Hey, Casey, that's the way, that's the way we want him. I think there's a maturity that's there. And I think there's an opportunity for Casey to say, Hey, let me get top six minutes and let's see what happens. That's why Middlestat. That's why Olofsson, that's why Savoy, that's why Kulik, that's why Roseanne, that's why all those guys are looking at that Jack Quinn spot and saying, I want it. That's top six minutes right there. But I do believe Paterka and Cousins are going to be together. And just quickly, Duffer, because when you ask about the uh, rush chances, I had to do a little bit of clicking on a couple of buttons to be able to revamp my page. Last year, on the rush, J.J. Paterka was tied for fourth in the uh, with the Sabres on the amount of chances on the rush that he had he was tied with Jack Quinn actually and the three ahead of him Thompson Cousins Tuck so if you put Cousins Paterka and Quinn on the same line and and again that's why they work so well together they were three of the top five chances of the rush with the Buffalo Sabres last year think of Paterka's growth this year and granted this would be earlier on than what Middlestat was able to achieve but can you imagine if Paterka and I don't know if it's that far of a leap but if Paterka jumped to Middlestat's point total last year 59 he'd be going from 32 to 59 he'd be almost doubling his point total I think everybody would sign up for that right now right a hundred percent. And I think then the goal numbers would probably be in that 20 range, 20 to 25, maybe. Yeah. So exactly. um, that would, that would be kind of in the middle. And the, the biggest piece of the pie right now, when the fans answering on Twitter or X, whatever you want to say it, um, it is that 21 to 25 right now. That's the biggest piece of the pie uh, on the survey. JJ Paterka, 21 years old. And to this point in time, as a pro, with the Sabres and Amherst has 100 points 
in his career in 149 games played between Buffalo and Rochester, excluding his playoff run with the Amherst. And we're asking you today, where do you think he's going to end up goal scoring wise? 10 to 15, 15 to 20, 21 to 25, which is narrowly leading right now, or 26 to 30. And I believe 26 to 30 would also incorporate anything higher than 30. Uh, right now, that's uh, you know a percentage that people are probably less bullish on. But uh, let's keep in mind that a very young, still Dylan Cousins yes. topped the 30-goal plateau last year as well. So with the way this team plays as one of the best offensive outfits in when the NHL. When did Cousins go from 13 to 31? Ding, 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 ding. Like, these are valid thoughts to have about a number of players in the Sabres slash Amherst organizations right now. Uh, quick news update from around the league. Coyotes have announced multi-year contract extension for GM Bill Armstrong. That's probably because of the uh, uh, noise that they made at the draft. Yeah, What, were they, what were they supposed to do at the draft? What was the headline, the NHL.com headline? Oh, I don't remember. Other than the fact that they keep wearing the same jacket. Oh, they were going to do some damage. That was it. They were going to do some damage, yeah. And (laughs) and look, Bill Armstrong had the quote of the year when it comes to uh, the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not here to build a rink. I'm building a team because it's all about building an arena and playing in the mullet arena. He's like, I'm not here to build a rink. I'm here to build a team. Foreman Bill, yeah, put that hard hat on and build the rink while you're at it. So he's got the (laughs) extension, and we have extended ourselves a little too far here in this first segment. But we'll break on this note. Theme nights are unveiled, and we know how many black and red nights there's going to be for the Sabres as far as the Goathead jersey. That's going to be 15 times next year. But home opener kicks everything off as far as the theme nights are concerned. We conclude with fan appreciation night, and we have endless games in between to catch your attention beyond what is the on-ice product of the Buffalo Sabres this year. So head to sabres.com for that. Single-game tickets are on sale now. We're back after this on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.